0: Moms are rising up all around the country to take back control of their local school boards and get involved in their children's education and upbringing. We're gonna be talking to Tina Deskovich, the co-founder of Moms for Liberty on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead.
1: You know, Tina, I think when we went to school, we had the parents' meetings and the parents showed up and they were involved in our education, but that seems not to be the case anymore.
2: Parents are uh, or were before COVID involved. Schools right. have shut parents out, and I think they're happy to have them out, which right. is which is a problem on its own. But that level of involvement, you know, I was a PTO president for many years of my children's elementary school. And we did great work uh, building playgrounds, uh, supporting teachers in the sense of putting on events for them, putting on school functions to help bid build camaraderie. But parents really haven't ever had an organization that pays attention to
1: school district policies and procedures. And dig into the curriculum and what they're actually being, these kids are being taught.
2: And, you know, Tiffany and I, the co-founders of Moms for Liberty, served on school boards from 2016 to 2020. And we saw the lack of parent involvement at, at the level that these real decisions were being made that were impacting families. And we saw... The- so
0: as a school board member, while you're serving and you're dealing with something that's very important to parents, were you surprised that parents weren't there at the meeting to hear and give input
2: surprised and frustrated Uh, we served uh, during the time that the parkland shooting happened and parents were very engaged after that as we were making decisions about the guardian program in schools but only one side of parents was showing up Mm -hmm. Uh, we had a sea hundreds of red shirts showing up in protests red for ed teachers union moms demand action all showing up not wanting armed guardians in our schools, some not wanting police officers or any type of resource Mm. officer in our schools. And I reached out to local uh, Republican Party leaders. I reached out to all kinds of people that I thought would be there to help support those of us that wanted to stand for more security in schools. And you just, you couldn't get people to show up. You couldn't get people to participate. And it was was a very big vacuum and void that was missing in public education. Very one-sided argument. So for somebody
0: who perhaps is on the school board and they're more neutral or they don't have enough information They're not doing, for example, perhaps their own research on a particular issue. But then you have a sea of these people that are pushing one particular direction, and nobody's pushing the other direction. Obviously, that's going to influence their vote.
2: Matt, I will tell you, to go back to the situation we just talked about after uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas happened— Uh, We had closed door meetings, which you can do for security reasons when you're discussing school security. All five of my school board members supported the Guardian program originally behind closed doors. We went through about four to six weeks of protesters coming to our meetings, hundreds of them laying and acting like they were dead, signs that you're going to kill my children, all kinds of things going on. I was the only one left standing that night on that all four of them had caved the pressure of people being in the room. Some of Moms for Liberty was born out of my experiences and Tiffany's experiences of, of watching how this worked and how this happened.
1: And it only so, takes one with courage. <laughs> exactly.
0: And Moms for Liberty was founded in January 2021. You're now in 34 states. So people who want to get involved or maybe even start their own chapter can go to momsforliberty.org. You also have other resources there about how you can find out what's going on in your local school board.
2: Yeah, a lot of resources. We're working on building that out now. Uh, but once you join a chapter, we, we offer so many tools and resources to your local community, your local school district, and what's going on. Our our mission is to defend parental rights at all levels of government. Any
0: other stories that you can share about issues that you encountered? I know you've got plenty. The 34 <laughs> chapters. We have a nation states, full of stories. 180-some chapters. Yeah,
2: it's, it's super frustrating, the issues that um, we're fighting on local level. So I will say we are not a top-down organization. So we don't pick issues and then tell our chapters to go forth in March. We are not that kind of organization. You
1: respond to the issues, right? We,
2: we say, if you we have a little flowchart for them. If it's involved in education and it has to do with defending your parental rights, go forth and do. You as a chapter, pick what's going on in your local community and you fight. What we've seen, though, is when you look at a whole, it's the same issues that mm-hmm. keep arising. Right. And so we have chapters fighting all kinds of things. Uh, right now, one of the hot-button issues is... Library books. I'm sure you've seen it all over oh, the yeah. national news. It's
1: perfectly uh, normal, book things like that in children's uh, libraries. Yeah, which is pornography. So
2: all Boys Aren't Blue, which is really for adults at best, uh, was found in one of our members' uh, elementary school library. Mm-hmm. Elementary oh, school nice. library. Mm-hmm. Um, gender Queer was found in a middle school library in my county, which has graphic pictures of sex acts Very. I know the American
0: Library Association there was articles recently in the media that picked up the ALA saying that uh, there have been more attacks quote they or attacks I guess would be their word on the books in schools particularly gender queer leads the top of those uh, issues that are concerning to people Of course they're on the other side of the issue. But the fact is, well, yeah, there may be more, but that's because you're bringing all this trash into the school, even for kindergarten, first grade, second grade kids.
2: What we like to say at Moms for Liberty is, can we just teach kids to read? Over oh, half of American, to math and
1: reading and English? And <laughs> over
2: half of America's students are not reading on grade level. And no. it's probably worse since uh, schools were closed for a year in a good portion of the country. Why are we allowing pornographic books into our libraries? So what our moms are doing about this uh, is they are working with their school districts Number one to put policies in place for school for library books to be vetted and reviewed most districts in the US don't have a policy for that at all the the school librarian who's now called a um, media specialist they're not even librarians anymore uh, usually just picks whatever he he or she wants to put in the library and so like my district in Brevard County Florida we had a great policy and a parent actually brought forth one while I was on the school board and had concerns about a book that was in a joint library between middle and high school and it was a book that was on an AP reading list and so as a district we reviewed it we had a committee that came together and we decided not to take the book out of the library but to put it in a place that middle school students couldn't ever access and that only that and that high school students had to have parental permission to check out I mean there's solutions Here. People are calling us book banners, book burners. That is not the case, but we do not want pornography in front of our children. Well, obscenity is
0: not protected by the First Amendment, and what Mm -hmm. you have in some of these, like uh, uh, it's perfectly normal or genderqueer, is something that's graphically obscene and it's completely inappropriate for kids. Um, In fact, the late Judith Reisman, a, a good friend of mine, did research, and she said that when children look at images, it almost brands it into their brain does a chemical branding, if you will. Those images are going to stick with you as a child more so than they would be as an adult. And so when these kids see these kinds of sexually uh, explicit images, it's hard to erase those images from that young child's mind and it has a damaging effect.
2: They're grooming them. They are grooming them at a young age. Planned Parenthood,
1: human rights campaign, they want to groom them to make them sexually active.
2: And so our moms are fighting against that, they're, but they're working through good channels. I mean, they're working for policies and procedures to fight against this in, in the proper way. Uh, a lot of school districts, as soon as they're notified, thank goodness some of these school board members see that genderqueer has been, uh, you know, is being on a display, not even just in there, but on display in their library, have stepped up and just removed it, which is we're grateful for. So but. somebody
0: has a concern about, say, genderqueer or whatever it may be in their school. Um, how do they present this to the school board?
2: A lot of our moms are going uh, down to the school board and just reading it, which isn't going over very well. Uh, some, some districts need that behavior. Some districts you can work with. And so the first thing to do is reach out to your school board representative and say, is there a policy for me to file a complaint against this book in your district, in our district? And if there's not- And some of
0: those are, are more graphic images as opposed to just reading something. How do they present something of that nature?
2: You start with your school board member always, always. And if it doesn't go anywhere, you contact us for sure. Uh, and you reach out to your local media and you show them the pictures that's what we're noticing Mm -hmm. is we're saying it's pornographic content and people are like oh yeah yeah no you're just book banners and then you hold that up you show them that picture they are always shocked they cannot believe how despicable the information really is and so the same thing when the words like all boys aren't blue when you read those passages people then are awake and have to pay attention
0: so momsforliberty.org is the place to go, and you have uh, 34 states, 180-some 180 chapters?
2: 181. 181 <laughs> we chapters. just launched Honolulu, Hawaii. Ooh. Oh, is that right? <laughs> so you're going to have to visit that. <laughs> <way>. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and
0: so someone who um, wants to start a chapter, but it's not a chapter in their local community, how do they go about that?
2: They go to momsforliberty.org. There's a drop-down box, start a chapter. They start the process. We vet all, everyone that wants to start a chapter, obviously, to make sure our values and principles are aligned, and that they're able to do the work, uh, they go through an interview process, and uh, it's really not that challenging. Within like two weeks, you can be up and running as a chapter. You need ten people. You can't just be a solo person. You need to find ten people in your community that agree with you. And it includes dads too. Dads can do it Dads, grandparents, aunts, uncles. You That's name right. It. And
0: Anyone even though you children. have a chapter in your state, uh, you need a chapter really for each one of these school boards, right?
2: We are organized by county. So our goal, there's 3,000 counties in the country. Our goal is to have 3,000 chapters. We actually break out underneath that by school district and have district leads in each chapter. Very good. That
0: organization is Moms for Liberty. Our guest is Tina Deskovich, who is the co-founder, former school board member, along with your co-founder, also a former school board member. So if you want to start a Moms for Liberty or you want to get involved or help support them, go to momsforliberty.org. And for more information about Liberty Council, in our cases, visit lc.org. That's lc.org. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed
1: and involved. lc.org.